I begin in the name of Allah, the most kind, the most merciful. It's due to that kindness and mercy that we get these opportunities where we gather in remembrance and in glorification of Him, Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. We have been discussing for the past two lectures uh, on the topic of sabr or the topic of patience. Um, and we find that patience is one of those acts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, constantly reminds us about and considers it the key ingredient when it comes to success in dunya and in akhirah. Um, in the verse that we have been repeating in the sermon comes from Surah Ali Imran, Surah number 3, verse number 200. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amunu, O you who believe, uh, isbiru, be patient, wasabiru, and be steadfast in your patience. Yani, excel in your patience, warabitu, and, and remain perseverant in that path. Wattakullah, and also be careful of your duty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, la'allakum tuflihun, so that you may be successful. The verse is really interesting, right? Because the address is to believers. Um, and I think that's one of the, the inspirational aspects of this, right? Is that even though you're a believer, you're not perfect, right? And that's why like, Allah is addressing believers and He says, O oh, you who believe, be steadfast in your patience. Yani, look, you're not there yet. But Alhamdulillah, I still consider you to have Iman. But just because we have Iman, doesn't mean it's time to rest. right? Doesn't mean it's time to put our feet off the, the gas pedal. Rather, it's now time to increase the pressure and continue going so that we can get the highest stations of darajah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Um, so Allah says that, O oh, you who believe, be patient. But that's not enough. He says that you have to wasabiru, uh, and you have to excel in your patience. So not only, there are different interpretations of what sabiru here means. It could mean excelling in patience. It could mean that not only do you um, are patient, but you encourage each other to be patient. You are steadfast in your patience. And then be steadfast, rabitu, 
right? Persevere. Whatever comes your way, persevere. And the way to do it is, وَاتَّقُوا And be careful of your duty to Allah. Do not step out of bounds of your duty to Allah. And if you do these things, Allah says, لَعَلَّكُمْ So that you will be successful. تُفْلِحُونَ So the, the, the path of success really is defined for us. Right? It's not a mystery. I think that's what makes Islam um, so pleasant, to be quite honest. So... Um, so satisfying is that the entire path has been laid out for us. It's not that it's, we're caught by surprise. It's not that when we get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment, we'll be shocked that, oh, you didn't tell me. No, Allah has printed everything out for us. He has laid everything out for us. It's really up to us now whether we take uh, what God has told us to do. Now, when we talk about patience, right, we said that the definition of patience, now I want us to keep the definition in mind because we're going to apply it um, in a little while. But the definition of patience is Al istiqamatu amam al mashakil wal hawadith al mukhtalifa. That it is to be steadfast or persevere, istiqama. That's where mustaqim comes from, right? Um, it's one of the qualities of stead, uh, one of the important qualities where it's not enough that you do something, you have to be steadfast in it, continuity of it. So he says, Al istiqamatu is to persevere um, in the face of adversity and trials. Okay? It's to be steadfast in the face of adversity and trials. That means you don't lose your emotion, you don't lose your calmness, you don't lose. Um, your patience, basically, right? Now, when we look at it from English language, the opposite of patience would be what? Impatience, impatience right? It would be impatience. Um, however, when in the ilm of akhlaq, the opposite of patience, opposite of sabr, is jaza. Okay, the word jaza, jim za ain jaza, and the translation of jaza is anxiousness. Okay, it's really interesting. I want us to focus on this. Okay, um, so the opposite of sabr, which is patience, in in akhlaq is jaza, which means anxiousness or apprehension. Right? Um, that means I'm constantly worried, and it's my anxiousness or apprehension that makes me act impatiently. You understand? So it's not necessarily that I'm impatient, but there is something which is causing my impatience. We don't like to wait for things. We like to do things immediately. And in the process of trying to get results immediately, sometimes I can't do that because the conditions haven't been met. But yet, because I lack that patience, my anxiousness, my apprehension will cause me to act impatiently. So for example, I send someone a text message and now I'm thinking, how come that person has not replied my text message? And now it develops within me a state of anxiety, for example. And so I'll keep checking my phone every two minutes, every three minutes, right? Um, I'll check if there are two blue marks, for example. I send someone an email, how come I haven't got that email? I'll go back and I'll read my email five times. Did, they, did I sound rude? Did I sound like this? Why? Because I'm anxious, right? This anxiousness within me causes me to act impatiently. And therefore, jaza. Um, we said that the definition of sabr is steadfastness 
in the face of trials and difficulties. Therefore, al-jaza'a is defined as losing one's ability to remain steadfast in the face of trials and tribulations. Right? Due to anxiety, due to apprehension, due to being worried um, all the time. And so what we understand, right? So if you get those definitions, these definitions are important for us, okay? Um, the next two lectures after today are spent talking about anxiety and how to heal anxiety because it's anxiety that makes us act impatiently, right? It's our ability to not be relaxed in situations. So if we understand that then, right? That therefore sabr is not action-based, okay? Um, oftentimes we think that when a person doesn't act, we, we call that person patient. Right? But it's not about acting or not acting. It's not about doing or not doing. Right? Patience refers to an internal state. Okay? Um, patience refers to an internal state of calmness, um, an internal state of, really, it's me'anan, we would call, satisfaction. Um, ability to comprehend um, that allows me to see the entire picture and then decide whether I should act or not act. You follow me? A lot of words being thrown around today, but this is important. Okay? Let me repeat this. So what is sabr? The full understanding of sabr. Forget the definition. Now we're understanding the definition. Sabr, to be patient according to Islam... It's an internal state of calmness, itma'nan, that I am satisfied, that I am content, really. Content would be a good word, right? That I have an internal state of contentment that allows me to see the entire picture and then decide whether I'm going to act or not act. While jaza'a, anxiousness, would be defined as um, an internal state of anxiety that does not allow me to see the entire picture clearly and therefore that will then prompt me to act or not act in an incorrect way. You see the difference between the two? Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? And so when you think about this internal state of calmness that we're looking for, this internal state of contentment that we're looking for, it's exactly proportionate to one's iman. Right? Because if I have that state of calmness, where does that state of calmness come from? Knowing that God is in control of these things. Because we're talking about unknowns, right? Um, will I pass this exam? It's an unknown. Will I get this loan? It's an unknown. Will my medical results come out good? It's an unknown. There are unknown after unknown after unknowns in this world. How we react to these things, whether I react to the unknowns, in a state of contentment or in a state of anxiousness will depend on the level of my iman. Right? If my iman is in a good place, I will know that God is in control and I really can't do a thing about the unknowns. Right? And so I will not have sleepless nights, for example. I will not have bad akhlaq when I have anxiousness because that's normally what happens, right? And again, we'll spend a lot of time talking about anxiousness because I think it's a really interesting subject, um, especially in light of, of um, 
more and more information coming out today about mental illness and how anxiety plays a major role in mental illness, we'll see how Islam actually addresses this issue in a very, very interesting manner. Um, in fact, you know, starting this Friday, uh, for four weeks, inshallah, four or five weeks in the second sermon, we're going to be looking at mental health um, as a whole because I think that's something that needs to be addressed in our communities. Uh, we like to shun these things under the rug and say it doesn't exist when mental health is a serious problem in our society and in our community. So it's something that we need to focus our attention on. So I want us today, right, to, to understand that what it means to be patient, right? It's an internal state of calmness that allows me to see everything, that allows me to look at all the pieces and then decide that, hey, do I need to act or I can just remain silent the way it is. And this comes about from the more iman that we have. Sallu ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects us to be, um, to have this level of patience. Um, in all aspects, and in particular from, from our akhlaq and from our religious sources, we are told that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects patience um, in three particular areas. Now, I'm sure we've heard of this because this is very famous, um, but it needs to be discussed for us to discuss the whole subject. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects patience in three particular areas, and these three particular areas cover pretty much everything. So the first is as-sabru ala ta'a. Okay, ta'a. That Allah expects us to be patient in matters of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As-sabru ala ta'a. The second is, as-sabru ala al-musiba. Sorry, as-sabru um, ala al-ma'asiya. Ma'asiya is disobedience. So God expects us to be patient in disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the third area is, as-sabru ala al-musiba. That in times of difficulties and musibah, trials, God expects us to be patient. Three areas. Okay, again, the first one is a sabru in matters of obedience, ta'a, sabr in matters of disobedience, ma'asiyah, and sabr in the musibah. That in times of trials and difficulties. Let's talk about each one of these very briefly so that we get a full picture. The first area that is often discussed is a sabru ala ta'a. That's matters of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. God expects me to be patient and carry them out. Um, so we're talking about perseverance in the face of difficulties that arise from fulfilling my duties to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? The sabr that is required to be a good mu'min. Right? And it's not easy to be a good mu'min. Right? Um, don't let anybody ever tell you that Islam, like, uh, Islam is an easy religion to do, but to do it consistently and do it well requires effort, right? requires patience. Um, and so when it comes to every matter of obedience to God, God expects us to do it. And even though there are parts of me that may not want to do it, God expects me to be patient and do it. Okay? So when it comes, for example, to waking up for Salatul Fajr, I give this example all the time because I know it plagues a lot of us. Right? It's not easy waking up for Salatul Fajr. It may be easy to once or twice wake up for Salatul Fajr, but to do it consistently, um, it requires a lot of patience. Right? It requires an internal steadfastness 
that when that alarm rings to say, ah, let me just snooze it, while something telling you, Baba, get up, God's waiting for you, right? Um, and you have to pick at that time, and it's a tough pick, right? Let's just be real, it's a tough pick. Um, so it requires me to be patient, um, to fast 18-hour days. Requires a lot of patience, right? Um, though fasting, I think we're more subservient to, you know? We, we're more afraid when it comes to fasting than anything else. Like, we'll fast no matter what, you know? Um, but let's look at other acts of obedience. So like, for example, giving my khums money. Generally, not generally, you'll find a lot of times people will not pay khums their entire lives and then when they're going for hajj, now they're scrambling to pay khums of the past 20 years, for example. Um, why? Because I didn't want to take the time to pay my homes, right? I didn't want to take the time to sit there. I didn't want to give 20% of my money to um, this cause um, that Allah has ordained for us. So when it comes to matters of wajibat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects me to be patient to carry them out. And then if you find yourself, for example, saying that, you know what? I am patient when it comes to these things. I do them. Alhamdulillah, I do my wajibat. Then it's time to graduate yourself to be patient in those things that God has recommended for us to do. Right? And I think as believers, that's where we should be. If we're honestly believers, there's not a wajibat that we should not be doing. Right? We should be praying, we should be fasting, we should be giving sadaqah, we should be paying khums, we should be um, doing amr bil ma'roof and nahi anil munkar. And these are the things that I need to do. And then I enhance myself. I, I raise myself to matters that God has recommended. So for example, um, being in the state of wudu all the time, right? This is what God loves. God loves, in Allah yuhibbul mutatahirin. God loves those who are in the state of tahara. Um, and I think that it's in the act of mustahabbat where true patience is required or true patience is shown, right? I've always said this. I'm not shy to give you my own examples. Um, this is something that to be in the state of wudu all the time um, is, uh, is my example of patience, to be quite honest, right? Because, um, I don't know, I've said this, I just don't like to get wet randomly, you know? And so, at random times, if, I, if I'm coming out of the washroom, there will literally be a conversation in my head that will take place. Say, Jafar, do wudu. Like, I really don't want to do wudu, right? And literally, I'll have a 30-second conversation, and then it will end with, but God loves you to be in wudu. And it has guilted me completely at that time. Because once that, once that is said, how can I be like, yeah, but it's okay. God loves it, but I'm not going to do it. You know, I consider that guilt from God, to be quite honest. right? And I consider that to be an honor that God is thinking of me in that line to guilt me into doing something. But then to do it at that time is an example of patience. Because I really don't want to. Right? I know God loves it, but my own desires are telling me like, ah, I don't want to get wet at this time. You'll probably have to use the bathroom again in an hour. Why do it now? And then you have to use it again in an hour, for example. But you guilt yourself, right? And until we fake it, then we'll make it. I've always said this, right? You fake it till you make it. And once you made it, then you don't have to worry about the guilt that comes with it. So we have, we are required by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have patience when it comes to acts of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's a very... Um, there's a very beautiful hadith from Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam. Where he says, Inna wajadna as-sabra ala ta'atillah aysar 
Mina sabri ala azabihi. Yeah, it's so beautiful this hadith, right? He says that we have found that it is easier to be patient in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than to be patient in the face of adab in the hereafter. You understand what he said? Let me read it again. He says, patience in the obedience to Allah is easier than patience in the face of his adab, his chastisement. So yani in this world, I didn't want to wake up for fajr, right? Um, and I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm not waking up for fajr. Imam says it's easier to deal with it now than to deal with the adab of God in the hereafter. Yeah? Be patient now because we will not have enough patience to deal with his adab in the hereafter. So the first area of patience is al-sabru indal, al-sabru ala ta'a. The second area that is discussed is al-sabru ala al-ma'asiyah. That patience in the face of disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, this is where it's referring to um, stopping my desires from doing what it wants to do um, and doing what God has and not doing those things which God has said it's forbidden for me to do. Um, so for example, God says, um, like I don't want you to listen to music, for example, right? Um, and so to not turn to the FM radio, for example. To not put a CD in that I know I'm not supposed to. To not put those headphones on when I know I'm not supposed to. Um, to do that requires a lot of patience, right? It requires, again, what is that patience? It's that perseverance to do what God wants you to do. That's not easy, right? Um, to not watch inappropriate things on the internet. To not surf in inappropriate websites. Um, to not listen to that backbiting. And the list of muharramats are long, right? Like we can't go through all of them. But in all of these things, um, it requires a tremendous amount of self-control, right? Um, the thing about ma'asiyah um, uh, that, that, um, that we have to remind ourselves of, right? That, that really shows the strength of the human being. There's no one to stop you. There's no one to stop you, Right? If I'm all alone and, and I'm flipping the channels and something inappropriate comes on, um, there's nothing stopping you from not flipping the channel. Nothing. Except your love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's it. That's the only thing stopping you, right? Um, except for, in some cases, maybe your fear of God, right? But obviously the higher stage is love of God. But there's nothing stopping you except the reminder that God said, don't do this. And for many of us, that's really not enough, to be quite honest, right? Because if we faced immediate sanctions from God, if we faced immediate punishments from God, none of us would sin. None of us would sin, right? Imagine like every time I sinned, like, I don't know, like, I got a bee bite, I got a bee sting, for example, right? I wouldn't sin ever, right? Because I don't want to be stung by bees, for example, right? Um, but there's nothing stopping us. And so it requires a lot of patience. It requires that ability 
um, to say that, you know what, God doesn't want this, so I'm going to do it. So you can see why this is a very important area, just as obedience is a very important area. Um, the third area of patience is as-sabru ala al-musibah. Now this is what we're most familiar with. When we talk about patience, um, this is the one where we, ha- we have to be patient and steadfast um, around the different challenges that life throws my way. Right? Um, death happens, loss of job happens, illness happens, um, fights happen, kids are upset at me happens. Bosses, oh, we can go on and on. Life is constantly going to throw, throw, throw things along our way. Um, and in these times, God expects me to, to behave a certain way. Um, where I don't get so down, where I've, lo- where I've lost hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's happening a lot, honestly. Um, I've had a lot of discussions lately with people, even in the online class that I'm teaching. Um, we're talking about the adalat of God, and this question always comes up with the adalat of God, right? That, okay, you're saying God is just, but look at what's happening in this world today. Where is the mercy of God, right? Um, and of course, we'll give examples that are relevant to us or that we, that touch our heart. Like, why does God allow there to be. Um, children with disabilities, for example. Where is the justice of God in that? Um, you know, we can try to give... There are, there are answers. We don't have time to give these answers. But what you find is um, that we end up questioning God. That's what begins to happen. We end up questioning God. Um, and there are people who are tested in ways that, you know, are tough, are really tough. Um, the, the, what are we going to do except for give you, give you um, our shoulder, our strength, and say, look, God has selected you for this test. It's not easy. What else can you do, right? Um, you can't lose your whole faith in God. And that's what God expects from us, to not lose our faith in Him, to not question Him. Um, and so it's something that all of us are tested with. It's something that all of us have to... Um, respond the way God wants us to respond with steadfastness and perseverance in front of these problems. Never to turn to Allah and say, you're not merciful to me, for example. That's a very dangerous place to be and may Allah protect us from that. So we find that these are the three areas um, that God wants us to be patient in. Now, just for there's a hadith which actually tells us which is the most important. So as a show of hands, uh, out of these three, which one of you, which one do you think is the most important in the eyes of God? So ladies, sisters, I'm sorry I can't see your hands, but raise your hands. So who thinks that um, the sabru ala ta'a, that the sabr when it comes to obedience to God is the most important? Okay. Okay, good. Uh, who thinks that sabr when it comes to disobedience to God is the most important? <laughs> you can't raise your hand for everything, but it's okay. <laughs> Thanks for participating. <laughs> yeah, no, there is one. There is one that's more important. So I'll tell you that there is one that's more important according to hadith, right? Um, so who thinks that it's sabru um, when it comes to difficulties, musiba? Okay, okay, great. So let's say what the hadith says. The hadith says from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam Allahumma salli ala Muhammad 
Muhammad. He says, As-sabru thalatha, that there are three types of patience or unwind of patience. He says, Sabru indal musiba. The sabr when it comes to the musiba or difficulties, was sabru ala ta'a, was sabru anil ma'asiyah. From, so these are the three that we've talked about. فَمَنْ صَبَرَ عَلَى الْمُصِيبَةِ حَتَّى يَرُدَّهَا بِحُسْنِ عَزَائِهَا He says, one who is patient when it comes to trials and tests until they give it its full right. Yeah, That means you, you fulfill the responsibilities of that sabr. بِحُسْنِ عَزَائِهَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَهُ ثَلَاثَةَ مِئَةَ دَرَجَةً that Allah writes for him 300 stations in the hereafter. And he goes into the descriptions. And each station um, is between the heaven and the earth, basically. That's how Allah gives you that much raise if you are able to deal with difficulties and trials. But he doesn't stop there. And one who is obedient with sabr, who has patience when it comes to obedience, kataballahu lahu sitta mi'ata daraja. That one who is patient when it comes to obedience, God gives him 600 stations or 600 daraja in increase. And the final one, waman sabara anil ma'asiya, kataballahu lahu tis'a mi'ata daraja. That one who is patient when it comes to disobedience, Allah gives him 900 daraja. Yeah? So when it comes to the importance, our ulama say, now all of these are important, as was mentioned right, by Dr. Jafar, they're all important. But one in particular is the most important, our ulama tell us. And that is to be patient when it comes to disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Um, and there could be many, many reasons for this. Right? One we discussed, because there's no one to stop you. Honestly, there's no one to stop you. It's just between you and God. Right? Um, it's just between you and yourself, you and your privacy. You, your mom's not watching, your wife's not watching, your family's not watching. It's just you and the computer. It's just you and this sin. What are you going to do? How are you going to respond? Right? Um, but I think also another reason alongside with that, right, is that if we can control our desires, we can do anything in this world. Honest to God, anything in this world. You want to attain closeness to God, control your desires, right? Put your desires under your control, not that you, um, you're, you are under the control of your desires. And once you can master that, there's nothing preventing you from rising in darajah towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I've always said, right, um, and I continue to repeat, that honest to God, as believers, we should not be sinning. There shouldn't be a sin that I can think of that we should be intentionally doing. There shouldn't be, right? How can we call ourselves believers in sin, right? So it's, it's about creating that, that, that kuwa, that power within us to say that this is something God does not like, so I'm not going to do. And this is how we get this daraja in this life and in the hereafter. Inshallah, we're going to continue this, as we said, for three more lectures. Um, and the next three lectures, the next two are about anxiety and how to deal with anxiety. Because if we can get remove anxiety, we can really become patient individuals. And then the last lecture will be about the specific tips on how to increase our patience in all aspects of life. Sallu ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad.
We remember the aza of the Ahlul Bayt as they make their return back to Medina. You know, you wonder how they, I don't know, you know, I often think, and I, and I, and I think about this a lot, that it's hard to imagine the mental state of what they were going through, right? Um, it seemed like the grief never stopped, you know, for them. That they came from Sham to Karbala and they were able to let out that pent-up grief that they had. This entire time we were told, you know, that Zainab was not allowed to cry. Yeah. Imam al-Sajjad was not allowed to cry. The children were not allowed to weep for their family members. For every time that they cried, they were whipped and they were hit the entire time. And so when they finally got back to Karbala, they were able to let out their emotions. But now they were coming back home once again. And they would enter into those houses and see the clothes of their children. They would see the shoes of their children. They would see the musallas of their children. They would go to the grave of Rasulullah and see and complain to him that, Ya Rasulullah, look at what your ummah did to us, Ya Rasulullah. It is said when the kafila reaches the outskirts of Medina, Imam Sajjad says that we are not going to enter Medina in this way. He tells the poet by the name of Bashir, he says, Bashir, I want you to go into Medina and inform the people of what has happened. It is said, the black flags of the caravan of pride were seen by the people of Medina. And when Bashir went into the city and informed them, they began to come and pay their condolences to Imam al-Sajjad salam, His uncle Muhammad bin Hanafiya, when he sees the black flags, Flags, his heart automatically sinks and he says, Wallah, the Bani Umayyah have killed my brother Hussein. He comes out towards Imam al-Sajjad. It is said, we, when Imam al-Sajjad saw his uncle, he embraces him. We can imagine that, that, that grief of Sajjad alayhi salam, that this entire time he has not been able to cry with another male relative and now he finds finally sees his uncle and he begins to cry and tell him what happened. Muhammad bin Hanafiya says, Yabna akhi, yabna akhi, ayna akhi al-Husayn, ayna qurrata ayni. He says, oh the son of my brother, where is my brother Hussein? What happened to him? Where is the light of my eye? Imam al-Sajjad alayhi salam cries and he says, oh my uncle, I have come back to Medina as the only male relative alive from those that left. He says, oh my uncle, I wish you were there in Karbala when my father screamed out, Is there not a helper to help us? He says, oh my uncle, there was no one there to come to the assistance of my father. فَسَيَعْلَمُ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا وَيَّ مُنْقَلَبِي يَنْقَلِبُونَ وَالْآقِبَةٌ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to hasten the return of our living Imam 
to forgive the sins of our parents and loved ones, for those going through difficulty that He end their difficulty, for those that have asked us to pray for them, Ya Allah, fulfill their hajat. Rabbana taqabbal minna inna kanta samiul alim. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Rahimallahu man kara suratil mubarakatil fatiha tasbikuhas salati ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. Oh.